Hi everyone, I'm Carrie Cassidy from Project Camelot and we are doing our Patriot Roundtable. And we've got three of the four women here so far and we're just gonna kind of plow ahead because uh, we're not sure if Laura can make it today or not. She's having some family uh, things happening. And so we've got Dr. Charnel, Sihan uh, Woverton, or Woverton Sihan, I think I got that name. Dr. Dr. Charnel is easier, yeah, let's go for it, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, and we've got uh, Jennifer Eason, and again, me. So uh, basically, I was hoping, I did text everyone that I was hoping we could at least discuss. It doesn't mean you have to watch it because I know a lot of people haven't had time. I barely have had time. I only watched a little bit of it. Uh, the committee, uh, you know, House Intelligence Committee hasn't done a sort of open meeting on UFOs, what they like to call UAPs uh, for, apparently 50 years, which is hard to believe. So that has um, just happened today and was announced with like one week advance notice out of the blue or it seeming seemingly to be out of the blue. And I'd love to talk about why they even are bothering now. <laughs> and, you know, we can also discuss whether you think they're going to go anywhere. Um, and if you, you saw any of it, we can talk, talk about that as well. Um, that's one topic that I have in mind. There are many. There's so much going on. And, you know, it's also a crapshoot. If you want to, you know, talk a little bit about that and then grab another topic, we can also roll with that. Uh, you know, it's not hard and fast with me. I'm, I just I, I did. Saw, I saw that and I did want to kind of launch into that a little bit. But uh, well, let's just go around the circle. Maybe just before we kind of get into topics, we could just say hello, say a little bit about yourself or, you know, we know a lot of people know who we are. We do these all the time. These, they're like, we try to do a monthly. I don't know if we're succeeding in that actually. Very good. <laughs> but, um, but approximately once a month, we try all to get together, the four of us, and um, just sort of bat ideas around thoughts we're having, things that are out there, events happening, et cetera, because we're in a, an incredible time right now. And it's a very, if you want to look at it, it's very exciting. It can be very draining. It can be very challenging. And it really depends how it's affecting you. And we all live in different parts of the country, which <laughs> adds to the story. So Jen, do you want to kind of start um, with just an overview of where you're at? And um, if you want to start into the topic, fine. If you want to leave that until we go all the way around and then we could do that. Okay. Well, I want to say thank you so much for hosting Carrie in your lovely California weather. <laughs> we can vicariously like act like we're out there with you, but um, I want to say hi, Charnel. How are you doing? You look hey, great. Honestly, <laughs> guys, it's been this time. I think it was five weeks, so or six weeks. Oh. I was like, I miss y'all. I know, right? It's it's been too long. Whenever we have to um, have time in between, but this is great. I I just want to say that I'm excited about the unraveling of things. I I feel like um, okay. 
I knit and crochet. So I like to unravel things. I just realized this about myself. And like, you know, I used to live out there, you know, in Southern Cali and I had a whole like knitting family out there. Um, some of my friends would joke around and say, oh, this is the underground knitting community because it, it spanned throughout Southern California. I could go like, go hang out in, um, where is it, Laguna? And then there was a yarn shop there, really big one. And then they were all throughout like Thousand Oaks, all through Studio City. I mean, we, and then we just had like little pockets of friends, you know? But one of the things that I've learned about this whole thing that I can relate to it is that I see us as the people that we don't mind doing the tedious work of this, you know, it's kind of this fabric of, of putting this tapestry back together, you know, but also you have to untangle it. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people don't like that work. And I've always liked that part of like the fiber arts to relate it to that. It's like the untangling of like, if you get knots in your yarn, well, if you go shop it, you know target or i'm not trying to put it down but if you go get stuff that's made from synthetic stuff you don't mind throwing it out but if you are shopping at these uh stores that have natural fibers you're not going to be too quick to just cut a tangle out and throw it away you're going to work it out right tease unte you know you see what i'm saying it's like you you gently tease it out and work out the if you want to say the kinks okay i mean i have to do it with my hair okay and it's like you know you have to like work things out and you get the result if you're patient with it as it unfolds so that's what i'm seeing right now i'm just in this sort of if you want to say this vibe and i realize that about information and and the relearning of the things that we were mistaught uh, as we are unlearning, mm. it's like the unraveling to reattach this tapestry, this this beautiful tapestry. But we're doing it with organic fiber. We don't want polyester, okay? And that's the whole thing. Like when you think about GMO, heirloom seeds, human non-human transhuman the people that our hearts gravitate towards the organic we find each other we may not all believe the same things you know i'm a christian over here you know i'm a big jesus girl but i get along we we have a we have an understanding of humanity above so many things and we can work out the details but that's what I'm starting to see, even with the liberals, like, you know, that they are unhinged with a lot of things. If they were to calm down, let's all calm down. Maybe we have a meal together and just like talk. We would learn that most of us want the same things. Mm -hmm. We really do. Most human beings, I'll say, that haven't sold their soul to a dark agenda, we want the same thing we just we want freedom we don't want to be told what we can do we do no harm 
You see what I'm saying? So that's why I just want to share that. I'm I'm excited about these these narratives that are collapsing that are false and dark and the ones that are emerging because right now i'm just like in the antarctica right now i'm learning about the polar cir circle the people that come from the area and i'm i'm loving it okay because it's tinfoil hat you know antarctica it's been another suppressed thing so anything that's been suppressed that's what we need to focus on right so i just wanted to say that i think that we all like to just untangle things and it takes time be patient with it okay lovely i i think it's a great start i think um let me just say that before we continue that actually in a certain sense we all do a similar job right we're all broadcasters and investigators you know we're we are looking into mysteries that's part of i think what every single one of us even you know laura's not here but i'll say i believe laura does the same thing so i think that's that unified us right immediately remember when we are met in person and and we were all invited to to juan's you know soiree whatever <laughs> whatever you want to call it in vegas um that's the one thing i thought that brought us together really quickly we kind of mm. cut through a lot of red tape that right. way right. on a human level. So yeah, I, I like that. I like that analogy to the threads and, and yarn and all that. Mm. So Charnel. Yes. So I always have this question, like, who are you? What do you do? And it's, how do you answer that? Right? Um, yes, I have a podcast. I'm an author of five books. And uh, I did TV for years and now everything's online um so yeah i mean um contactee researcher definitely carrie and jen have been a big part of my um my processing people and um you know i liked what I, i'm a naturopathic doctor <laughs> i forgot that my background is 20 years of ministry and now when i went back to school to to be a doctor but um I don't do the Western pharma stuff. I do everything natural, a lot of energy medicine, biofeedback, soul audits, things like that. But um, also a foster mom. So if you see cats everywhere, <laughs> I've had, this is 97 cats I've had in four years. And I'm just finished bottle feeding two that are running around crying. So sorry, but not sorry, but here, <laughs> they're on my feet and behind me and everything else. So, but yes, um, I liked how Laura, I mean, um, Jen was talking about the suppression too. And because Carrie, even this week, like we don't talk all the time on the phone, but we we did talk this week and we text more. Well, all of us text continuously when we find things and have a cool uh, aha moment or a, a different interview or a new person we found or new things that we found out about. But Carrie, um, has been a big part of my my own unveiling of my own suppression in my life. And, um, you know, from coming out of Montauk and dealing with some of the stuff being stationed there, some of 73 to 76 and being part of the underground stuff that went there. And Carrie, this week, you brought me some pieces that really put some things together for me. and. Um, 
And so part of the part of my reason for even doing this in, in the first place is because I'm a patriot, because I absolutely love truth, because I've had contact ever since I was four years old over and over again, actually three years old, actually, if you want to say from the womb when they started all this with me. And um, but as far as memory, um, I, I can recall that in the womb at 20, I guess about around 20 weeks. Um, but, uh, but just having a lot of bleed through over the years, and especially more in 2008. And then, you know, there's been memories that have always been there, but they didn't make any sense in this context of now, you know, so my, um, there's been times when I was really pushing and digging and looking. And then there's been times when I've had to pull back because I've almost felt like it was harvesting my energy to, to, to try that hard. And, and, and honestly, some of it's pretty gross and disgusting and not fun on a personal level for, because of what I went through. But, um, but uh, Carrie put a lot, even this week, more things that were suppressed were put together for me. Just so it's these kind of conversations that help me. And that's why I started is I, I, I never meant to like come out and talk about it or whatever, but in doing so, I have met so many people and they bring pieces and another person brings a piece and then someone else will even make a comment or you know, slide in my DM or send a message and say, hey, you said this and I want to give you this information. And so that goes back to that whole inner interwoven threads because we are all one cell of source and we all have these experiences and perspectives. And, you know, I think we're all just trying to figure shit out. You know, it's just like not only our own stuff, but just the whole collective. And sometimes it's very isolating. Um, but talking about things that are even hard make me feel less crazy and less alone. Uh, uh, I just did a um, really vulnerable show on Sunday that if you would have asked me a year ago if I was going to do it, I would never would have talked about it. But it was when I finished, I mean, I was like almost sick before I did it, just anxiety and stress and stuff because the last time I was on Carrie's show, not the last time, but the first time I'll say I was on Carrie's show, we got really sick after that. And I was thought I was talking about my book and she ended up asking me all these questions about my experience in Montauk. And I, I went there and then that night I had some terrible things happen and uh, I was shaking and there were people over my bed and I was going in and out of consciousness and I couldn't figure out what was going on. And I, when I, I, I did wake up, uh, I was on the side of my bed, completely naked in the fetal position with no covers and my clothes were perfectly folded right next to me. And I felt like I was going to puke and I was sick for three days. And I text, I, I don't fold my clothes, not even on a good day, <laughs> ask anybody. And I don't sleep naked. And a matter of fact, I have a lot of weighted blankets on, on me just because it's hard for me to sleep without feeling protected and, and I know it's mental, but, uh, and I called Carrie that day and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so ill. And she was also ill too. And, um, 
we, we, I was sick for three days and I was like, okay, I'm not going to talk about anything anymore. And so I, I kind of shut down and more spoke about other people's experiences and had different people on again for just selfish reasons of trying to figure stuff out and try to see if I could help anybody, you know, um, talking about this stuff often triggers other people's memories and other people's stuff. And then they can find their own story in these things. And, um, and so I finally came uh, and did a, an hour show Sunday and I, I really even talked about more and I, I just, I could do it with less emotion. I, I have found more healing to even say Max Spears's name and to talk about some of the stuff and, you know, before I, I couldn't. So um, I just, I'm very thankful for you all as people and what you're doing and your way that you do it, because if there were more of us doing this, you know, who knows how things could be, but it's just being authentic and just being real and just being honest and just having that um connection with you guys and also everyone who participates with us because i'm all the viewers you guys are amazing what would we do without someone to talk to and someone to get this feedback from and um and you guys are a big part of our missing links and you know we do need each other it's not isolating that's just an illusion but i fall into that trap sometimes too so I love that inner interwoven um, idea, Jen, and you made me the most beautiful shawl and I sleep with it every single night. No joke. I sleep with it and I just, it makes me feel happy and it makes me think of you and I just love you guys so much. And I love Laura and, you know, I just appreciate being here. Okay. Well, that was really um, beautiful. Uh, so well i do want to say that whenever that happened that was a long time ago I, I don't know how long ago the first time you know we talked about all of that so that would have been i'm not even trying i i don't even know was if two I or three years that. ago like at least you know because well we met at the double down so it has to be two years ago it was way before that though that we interviewed even so oh, we did yeah so, so i knew I you, oh right i knew you before the double oh so it was even longer ago yeah, so that was a long time ago. And then just recently this, you know, like you said, this week we had another discussion. About I, cloning. I and... didn't even remember the first one. Like I don't, I didn't even remember all that. But let me just say along these lines, I have actually been sick for two days. So I just yesterday and the day before out of the blue, but not quite out of the blue because I disclosed a bunch of stuff recently okay in two major videos one with nino rodriguez and one i did on my own and i'm thinking they shot me with something uh because i felt be like i was being shot with something now i don't know that i don't know it wasn't food you know there was i didn't have a headache i didn't i wasn't sick i you know i had none of that all i did was sleep for two days so i can't there was nothing wrong with me other than all I had to do was sleep. I couldn't do anything else. I did go to the dentist a couple times, you know, like in the last few weeks, I thought, well, maybe that built up or something like that. But it just hit me all of a sudden. And I woke up on the, you know, whatever morning that was. And I just wanted to sleep the whole day. And that's kind of what I did. And I always have to walk my dog. So I have no choice on that. But you know, then I just came home and went to sleep again. <laughs> 
anyway, so I've just been sleeping for two days. Um, and I don't know what the world's been doing there in that time, really. But um, so that's kind of interesting. Um, and I, I know there was a lunar eclipse. I think it's a lunar eclipse during this time when I had this. I don't know if other people were affected by it that way. And then I also heard that there was a Mercury, that Mercury's retrograde on top of that. Mm -hmm. and I'm thinking, oh, my God, you know, that's plenty right there. So that can affect stuff. Um, so I don't know, you know, where all that's at, other than I know that I did disclose some stuff and maybe certain parties out there, they shot something at me. Um, and I do protective stuff. I do this whole thing, but I'm very, I don't know what you want to call that electromagnetic. My body is like a radar or something. And I had, it was in the middle of the night and something came at me that was electromagnetic and it was really awful. That's all I can tell you. And it didn't last very long, you know, but it was, it seemed kind of long, <laughs> you know, when somebody's torturing you, whatever it is, you know, this, this horrible, it's kind of like, I don't know, it, hand on a, a chalkboard kind of feeling, mm. but it was electronic. It was at my, it hits my feet. And, you know, then kind of like the rest of my body or whatever, but it was really like stepping into maybe a microwave oven, but, but a really intense one. Like they do that shit to me on and off. Okay. And, and believe me, I'm aware of it, but usually I can ward it off. I have ways of dealing. I have a whole system, but that was nasty. Okay. That, that was like, I'm sure that was like some kind of warning or bullshit that's the only thing i can assume happened to me because that never i don't i don't sleep for two days that's not my normal <laughs> i like to sleep but i don't sleep for two days and you know i couldn't even do work or anything pretty much um so not to belabor that just wanted to throw that out because you had mentioned you know long i was actually sleeping for two days also you but were? i wasn't sick I wasn't throwing up or anything like last so time. Maybe but. it's the solar eclipse or whatever the hell or lunar eclipse. I don't know, but I, I even thought, well, did I eat some food that was poisoned? You know, I want, hmm. but it didn't, again, it didn't, I wasn't sick to my stomach. I, I even could eat. I didn't want to eat a lot. I didn't, yeah, I didn't eat a, a lot. I just had, you know, like a tiny, like a little bit of soup and a little, you know, how you do when you're just sleeping anyway, but mm -hmm. Strange. Uh, so, yeah. Um, now, all I, I want to say here is that um, I have so much work and so much stuff coming at me right now. And I don't know where this is all headed, but I have been putting, <laughs> because I was sort of sleeping in and out of sleep the last two days. And that's, you're talking like all day, all day, you know, night. Haven't done that in a long time and so i had a lot of time to think and i've been putting this puzzle in together in my head <laughs> so watch out i'm going to come up with some more stuff mm -hmm. i haven't released it you know what came to me in the last two days but i'm going to put it out there in some form or attempt to um because you know i'm i'm kind of a big picture thinker and i like to connect all the dots i'm a real connector like mm -hmm. You know, I, I like to follow the clues. I love mysteries, 
you know, it just, that motivates my life in a huge way. If I have a new mystery, I'm like, I'm really jazzed. So this is a mystery. It's not a very nice one, but it's a mystery. And I've been following it in many ways for many years, but I had some pieces, puzzle pieces that came along in the last, you know, and then doing the, the, the thing I did on those two videos, if anyone wants to watch them, and then that kind of opened the door to these next steps and we'll see where it all goes, but uh, just throwing that out. So I do want to introduce this topic of the UFOs. Oh, and I want to say, this is a little business here, but I didn't go live yet because I guess I didn't remember to because we're going to have Laura join us. So now if you want to go live, I can go live or we can stay yeah. just recording it. Do you want to go live? Go live, sure. All right. So stand by while we do that because I apologize for that. I just, you know, my head. No, I'm, I'm fine with it. I forgot too myself. Oh, yeah, I didn't you know. realize. Yeah, I didn't realize, but yeah. yeah. And I like to be live. It's just one of those I things do. I like. It's yeah. Um, gets my motor running. Um, mm -hmm. so, yeah. uh, That's fine. I know it's a preference thing. I'm good. I could be flexible. Yeah, I know some people don't like to do that. I really love it. I just, I kind of yeah. eat it up because I love the audience. I love the sense of the audience that I have. It yeah. always jazzes me up. So, mm. okay. We're live on Facebook and I'm Carrie Cassidy. I'm here with our group of patriots and we're doing a round table. However, today we were hoping that uh, Laura Eisenhower could join us. She's got a family matter. It, she may join us at a late, you know, partway through the- I'm checking video. in real quick. Sorry? I'm checking in with her real quick. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so uh, we're just, uh, we just started sort of preliminary discussion that will be part of the recording when we're, we're done with the whole thing. I'll put it all together. But it, you know, um, so since we've just gone live, if you want to kind of say any introductory comments, we could do that. And then I had said, I said, I wanted to talk about the, the UFO house. Um, intelligence committee uh, meeting and they haven't done it for 50 years it's supposed to be open i don't know if it's over already i'm watching a tiny bit of it that's been recorded um, which is not hard to find on youtube by the way but um i don't know if they ended it or if they achieved anything <laughs> and i don't know if it continues for a few days or is just a one day thing so if anyone wants to text us, I'm going to open the comments here uh, below the show. And so you, you could put a comment in there if you happen to be watching this live. I have not posted this, so it's just going to be random people. People do tend to find my shows even when I go, you know, however I go live because I haven't I didn't broadcast this or advertise it in advance. So we've got Jen Eason and Dr. Charnel um, Sihan. And so uh, you want to go ahead, Jen, and just kind of introductory remarks. And if you want to say something about the UFO thing, fine. If not, that's fine, too. Okay. Well, I want to say hello to everybody. We were, we were hanging out, and now we're live. I was... I opened up with just, you know, introducing myself uh, in terms of who I am. Uh, I'm a nurse in exile, and right now I'm enjoying researching. So 
I'm a student, scholar, researcher, and lately what my research has been leading me to look into are issues of history, timeline, the 1800s and why I look at the 1800s as like, I call it a person of interest. So something happened with the 1800s, it's fascinating. I welcome theories and I love to, you know, look into these things. So right now I am interested in the polar Arctic Circle, polar, whatever, Antarctica, North, North Pole, South Pole, uh inner earth agartha all of that okay so yeah so right now i'm interested in learning about the polar circle and what the indigenous people of that area what their mythology is that's how i look at things i want to know what is their mythology what is their account of a flood record because most civilizations have some flood record and then i like to look at their architecture and the 1800s <laughs> so cool. that starts me on a whole lot of exciting little uh journeys but i'm just happy to be here it's so exciting and thank you okay very cool i can i'll send you a few little nuggets that you know i, I always like to you know, if I come across, because I might have a couple little things to send you. Jen. Oh, thank you. Gary's always got something to send. <laughs> I love it. I love it too. I appreciate that. Awesome. So well, now? I am a naturopathic doctor, conference speaker, author of five books, contactee, um, truther, patriot, podcast person. Used to be on TV. Now I'm on, on everything online. Been censored a bunch. Um, like everybody. And um, as far as your question about what was going on today and the, the thing that you sent about what was being disclosed, I didn't get a chance to look at it. It is a little bit interesting that they're coming up. I mean, I wonder why now after all this time and, and especially because I've had Dan Willis and a lot of other people who actually went to DC and did all of this a long time ago and then like crickets, right? <laughs> So is this like a distraction? Is this a, a, you know, is this to take our focus somewhere else Why they're like doing this sleight of hand somewhere else? Or is it just to give us a little breadcrumb so everyone gets all whatever, because is the Johnny Depp thing over? I don't know. I mean, maybe people stopped watching that and they need something else like to distract them. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, um, I'm right now just, I've actually, the Johnny Depp thing has, opened up some other things having to do with um all of the some other disclosure stuff too so but not not what's i really think all this is a circus what's happening i'm not talking about that part i'm just talking about it has brought up and reminded me how he was a part of the river phoenix situation oh. there when it happened it was his club um you know his ties to some terrible things and um you know just a lot of stuff like that. I mean, there's there's things about the whole River Phoenix thing that he was um, a it was a satanic ritual for October 31st, and um, you know Johnny 
there's a lot of speculation about things that he was part of and or still is a part of, you know, think about who he hangs out with Marilyn Manson and all these guys. And, you know, is I think it's interesting how people, you know, they want to give you this tilt of like feeling sorry for the guy, you know, and look, Amber isn't any better for sure. But again, this is a ginormous like acting. This is whole, this is acting. This whole thing is acting and just to get like, this focus over here while they're doing whatever over here god knows what right now but i'm sure it'll be revealed later like oh while you guys were watching that this is what we were really doing so but um interesting topic but what do you think carrie because did you how much did you watch and what are your thoughts on that oh uh, well not the johnny depp thing i hope <laughs> yeah no 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 no. i mean about the, the the email um the video you sent today about all the disclosure I, i'm curious i, I did get to watch a little bit of it uh before i started my shows today and um you know as i mean i'm in a very weird place with everything right now because um you know i've been digging into everything so deeply going down the rabbit hole as it said for you know, as I've said many times, 17 years now. And before that, I was, oh, you know, just my life has been that way. I mean, I've never been a normal person at, in any way, shape or form. And I was born at, you know, on a military base, on Moffett Field, which is a whole story in itself. So, um, and I was always in touch with other worlds and aware of other worlds, you know, um, and very, um, <laughs> I don't know, I just, um, I always had strong, I guess you might say, kind of like opinions, not, I've never been one to force my opinions on others, that wasn't the deal, but I had my own, you know, if you asked me, I had an opinion, okay, whatever it was. Uh, but I used to be quite quiet about it. And then I got more vocal, you know, as I grew up and eventually I became an actress. I, I did that for a little while, became a director and it was, and I was a journalist in college. So that kind of package, and then I worked in the movie industry and eventually, you know, I came to Camelot. So it was that sort of trajectory that brought me to where I am right now. And it's, I see my life as like a miracle, like one miracle after another. I just happen to see my life that way. I don't know if everyone sees their life that way. I know that I've, I, you know, I've been in dire straits that I've been rescued from and many times, you know, when I was younger. There was one thing, you know, I was good at a lot of things when I was young, you know, I was really good at sports and I was really, you know, spiritual and otherworldly and all this kind of stuff. Um, but the one thing I never could make sense out of was actually basic things like making a living and paying the rent. So consequently, that was people would say, you know, oh, doesn't this scare you or doesn't that scare you? Actually, the only thing that ever scared me was not being able to pay my, pay my rent. <laughs> uh, it's those kind of practical things that really swayed me really you know, freaked me out, if you will. So I kind of got over that eventually, but not until I really grew out of my 20s into my 30s and maybe even more than that. So what am I doing? Uh, what am I saying? Uh, you asked me my UFO thing. The reason, okay, so if you understand where I've come from, 
going into this field and delving into the whole UFO, I'm always disappointed. Okay, I guess that's what I was trying to say. Mm -hmm. um, no one wants to talk about the stuff I want to talk about. <laughs> Even when I talk about it, no one wants to go as deep as me. I mean, mm -hmm. I know it. maybe it sounds like, I don't know, egotistical. Or, it's not, though, but I'm no, just saying. Not. I have guests on my show and I want to go deeper and deeper, even with them. And mm -hmm. a lot of times they don't want to go deeper. And so, you know, I've had this sort of weird love hate relationship with mm -hmm. anybody who thinks they're going to go and, you know, I, I know things about this. Like I know that Mark McCandlish wanted to testify that they were really supposed to do this UFO investigation with the house intelligence committee it was actually scheduled for june and this guy i think his name might have been rubio marco rubio or something like that congressman was jump starting it back then and this was again a year ago in may and june it was actually supposed to happen in june and in april mark mccandlish volunteered to speak at before the house intelligence committee on the subject, and he's he was a, a very famous a UFO designer of the ARV, um, you know, designed all kinds of um, craft and uh, all kinds of, I mean, just really kind of brilliant and very gifted guy. And a lot of people know who he is. And I did, you know, there was an investigation of his death because they killed him. Mm -hmm. So the idea here is that they killed him because he wanted to testify <laughs> as to what he really knew. Um, we, we, you know, it's still a mystery. People don't know. Some people don't think, but he was supposedly shot himself with a shotgun, which is not easy to do because like it's big. If you're going to shoot yourself, you would. And he was a military guy, so he wouldn't use a shotgun for, to shoot his own self. Mm -hmm. um, there's just so many, you know, and it, it's not a very happy subject, but that's the background between before what they're doing right now. So this thing they announced was one week ago. They announced out of the blue, suddenly they're going to do this on the 17th and on the 22nd, as everyone knows, this, you know, who uh, New World Order, world government is going to vote on this medical tyranny of, of trying to tell other countries what they can do and whether they can be sovereign in the face of a medical, anything they want to call, anything they want to call even COVID, they called it a pandemic. It never was. Um, so this is just insanity to me, just gross, incredible insanity. But this is what we're faced with. So that's the stage, um, you know, or the context in which this UFO suddenly they're not going to investigate UFOs. It just seems it, it seems like the alien card. I, I did write articles and did a show about this already. So it seems like they're, you know, it was always said this kind of maybe people don't know. It goes back to Werner von Braun saying to Carol, um, forget her last name, uh, you know, who was like worked with him as he was like on his deathbed or whatever. He said the last card they're going to pull is when they have no more enemies, you know, to, to fight among ourselves here on Earth, they'll pull the alien card and they'll say we have enemies off planet, yeah. which we do. <laughs> as it turns out but 
Uh, of course, there are certain people like Stephen Greer and others who don't want to acknowledge that. And so humans are prey, our children are prey. They're prey to other humans, but they're also prey to ETs, visiting on and off, you know, invading, et cetera. And that's a huge story. And that's what I primarily investigate among everything else. So this whole medical tyranny setting and trying to invade, in essence, if you take away our sovereignty through a, a fake, another fake pandemic, you know, that will look quasi real or whatever, have enough people die of something, whatever the hell, um, that they think they can come and invade. They will, we will have to have UN troops at the gates if that's going to happen. So I don't think it's going to happen. Obviously, I don't know what their vote's going to do on the 22nd. I just think it's so insulting, really, to the peoples of the world that these people would actually think they can have a vote about such a thing as that, that would determine our future. How dare they? I mean, how dare they, really? I mean, thank God there was, I was hearing some statistic about, do you know that we have, uh, I don't know, like 400 guns for every human <laughs> in the United right. States? I mean, we, we are really armed to the teeth and thank God, okay? Because I don't think these people are gonna take the chance. And I also wonder what the hell are the White Hats and Trump gonna do in the meanwhile when these people are voting to take away our sovereignty and I'm not gonna stand for any excuses this time. Like, you know, I, you know, this is not gonna fly. So how it's gonna roll out, what kind of craziness is gonna come as a, as a result. They already did have a meeting in Dubai. Um, I guess, you know, you guys know about Klaus Schwab and these other people announcing that here's our world government. And now we're in session, you know, it's like, a lot of people are like so behind the eight ball, they don't realize that, hello, these people think they already are a world government. They don't think mm -hmm. we're working towards it. They don't think, oh, the new world order is gonna try to make a new, they're making it, it's done. They said they're gonna you know, roll out a digital currency, they're gonna do this, they're gonna do that. That was just their first meeting, or at least the, the public one, right? Because of course they've been meeting forever since then, you know, right. Davos, you know, you name it. Mm -hmm. So don't get me started. That's an answer to your question <laughs> that how, you know, that that's, you know, what this is about. And so these people are winding back the clock and these senators and, you know, at least they're talking about it. Yes, that's very nice. I feel like I'm dealing with, a, you know, kindergarten class out there and, you know, I already graduated with several degrees and God knows what, and you know, I'm having to just sit here and see these people go back 70 years as if, and reinvent the wheel as if it never happened, as if Roswell never happened, as if Antarctica never happened, as if Project Paperclip never happened, as if, you know, and, and to say nothing about all my witnesses of 17 years. <laughs> So, yeah, to me, I'm living in like a world of absurdity, of people who cannot get a grip of even, and I'm talking, you know, this is why I have the, the chutzpah to, you know, say, you know, question 107, question Trump, 
question the AI question. I mean, I think that's our job. I think we should be questioning everything, all of us. And I can't believe sort of the lack of questions and the willingness to just go along and get along and tolerate nonsense. So I guess I've enough of my soapbox. So don't ask me another question like that because <laughs> you would be sorry. But anyway, so Jen, what do you have to say about everything? Well, I, I like your, your points that you're making because I think that we all feel that. That's why this is such a, it's a unifying movement of humanity is because we have so many points of common interests. So what you said, I lament these same things because, okay, for instance, I used to live out there in that area of California. I was a part of, uh, it's called Calvary Chapel. We're the Christians that have like Starbucks in the lobby. You know, we're the pretty, you know, the pretty Christians, you know, the California kind of surfer Christians. So that was like the whole Calvary Chapel thing. And, you know, you never want to be too negative because you want to look cheerful all the time. So it's this, it's this saccharine kind of like, well, hello, I'm blessed and highly favored. Hi, sister. And it's kind of like, can we just talk about some like dark stuff sometimes, please? Like, you know, and I don't mean dark that I love darkness. It's that they consider anything that's controversial dark, okay? And it's easy to do that and shut down the people. I, I, I called me and the other kind of Christians, like we're the Bible nerds, okay? So we're the Christian nerds, if you can imagine, or the Christian tinfoil hat people, because we read like the book of Ezekiel, and we want to delve into the book of Enoch. Do you realize there's a whole like segment of Christianity that like they go cuckoo when you talk about these kind of things. So you're always you you want to just go deep, but you learn to stay surface because if you go deep, like you're going to be put in an insane asylum if you keep talking, right? Because that's what happens if you keep talking. You're going to cause problems for yourself. So you learn to, I hate to say it, but you learn to, uh, they call it code switching, okay? Have you ever heard the term? It's used in the Black community a lot, you know? They say, you know, you can talk like you can go to the hood and talk to the black people and have your own talk. And then you could be around white people. Oh, hello, hi, hello. And they call it code switching. Uh -huh. And it's like, but everybody code switches. We all have like, we edit ourselves and we hate that we have to do it. But if you don't have anybody to talk to, or if they're not willing to go out on a limb and be persecuted because all kinds of things are considered persecution. I mean, even being depersoned on social media is a form of persecution. So some people are not willing to endure any discomfort to be the person who says, no, this isn't right. Let's question this. Let's talk about this. They're not willing to give up comforts or they don't want to see anybody look at them with a side eye they want to stay, like you said, it's called the 
go along to get along crowd. And that's what we all deal with. It doesn't matter what circle you get disillusioned, even if you're a, a feminist, I, I bet I could talk to a feminist who's on the far left side of feminism. It's somebody who believes in it, like they're sold out to it. And then they have all the other people who are just like, they just phone it in every weekend. You know, you see what I'm saying? It's always somebody who goes harder for something. And you're going to get spent, fatigued, you're the one that everybody, when you're making the, the plan to go out on the field for battle, they're like, yes, let's go, Carrie. And you're like, come on, let's march. And then you look around, and you're like, where's everybody? You're the only one on the battlefield. Do you feel that sometimes? You're sure. the only one. Or if, look, I've dealt with people who are so cowardly that even at a job when you have a tyrant who is making everyone's life a living hell and everybody's complaining about it and i'm like can we do something about it can we all get together can we all walk to hr as a whole group and they're like yes let's do it let's write letters can we all write letters guess what they'll say i'll write the letters okay i'll collect the letters if you want me to help you edit it whatever and then guess what it's time to turn the letters in guess what they want to do get wait for it hey jennifer it's always a song and dance you know what i don't have the letter i'm going to give it to you next friday or whoever else gives it to you guess what i i, I wrote a letter but i didn't want to sign my name i wanted it to be anonymous can you imagine i've dealt with people like that in nursing i'd rather give you a letter anonymous do you know when that actually happened i said no thank you i will not take your anonymous letter to hr right yeah. do you see what i'm saying it's cowardice it's the 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 desire to always be comfortable and have your creature i don't want i don't want to give up my whatever right. my membership my membership in the cool kid group well, I've never been in the cool kid group, okay? I've always been the oddball. So it, it's no love lost, okay? If I can't sit at the table with the uh, cool kids, okay? So I don't, I don't stay on the script. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's given a script. I said this the other day, you're born, you know, here's your script, Carrie, you're supposed to be the doctor. Here you are, Charnel, you're supposed to be the Indian chief and you're supposed to be the baker and the candlestick maker. And then you decide, nope, give me yours, Carrie. No, I wanna switch. And then it's like, you're not reading from the script, oh. you see? Yeah. And that's these, we're the people who don't read from the script. That is yeah. well, that's a beautiful thing though. It is. It, I mean, but it's not many who are willing to do it. We're the ones who change history though. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> it's always if you read about the people that change history, it's always those types. Um, so you know. Can I say something? I want to add on to that because. I've actually just this week had a couple people who, you know, they'll talk side talk, like what, you know, what, like what Jen was saying, and then they'll like go, wow, I wish I could get up and talk about some of the stuff that happened to me, or I wish I could stand up and say some of those things or whatever. And I was like, uh, you can. And they're like, oh yeah, no, but <laughs> and I'm like, no, really you can. Yeah. Like, what is that? 
But mm -hmm. like, why do they think they can't? But, th but then again, I meet other people who, because I said something public, mm -hmm. they'll come on in the comments at least and say, me too, or I went through that or blah, blah, blah. So maybe not to the Well, level. I hope that that's one of the things we do is make it okay to do that very thing, to start speaking out in these kinds of ways, mm -hmm. you know? Um, yeah. Do, do you have more things, Charnel, you want to say about this? On oh, well, I want to let Jen finish if she had anything. I, I just want to. Oh, all right. Jen, did you want to say some more? I just, you know, I just, I hear, I hear what you're saying, even though I'm not in the, see, this is what I'm saying, how common it is. I'm not in the UFO com community, mm -hmm. like you're saying, but I can remember hearing certain things. And then when I put together the pieces of the puzzle, guess what? It's every community. I used to be a part of the uh, pro-life community, right? Oh, what happens in that community? Oh, it splits because two of the leaders want to become famous. Can you imagine? <laughs> I, and then you're like, I thought we were fighting for babies. Wow. No, we're not. We're fighting because somebody has an agenda to become famous and they oh. have other side agendas. So then you realize, just take it, <clears throat> rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. It happens with so many groups and so-called communities. Okay. And then what happens is the people who were really dyed in the wool, real, they're like fresher. They're like, what the hell is this? What it is, is people, they have lost the sense of, of integrity. That's, mm -hmm. we have an integrity problem. And that's why, you know, I'm at a point now, we talk about, we want all this good stuff to happen for our nation and world, but you know what? We got an integrity problem within human nature and nobody seems to want to cover that part. How are we going to change this stuff and the other stuff where we don't have these egos that want to, I want to be seen and heard and I want my kudos and I want an award. I want a, a medal. I want honor. How about you just want to do it because it's the thing to do. We're all in a damn toilet right now. Right. Can somebody put like, where's the tidy bowl guy? We're all, we need rescuing all of us. Some people want to party in the toilet. It's like, no, it doesn't matter which part of the toilet you're in. We're all in a toilet because we have an integrity issue. Some people don't want to deal with morality. They don't want to deal with absolutes. They want to stay in the gray. And that's why we're where we are, because we got a lot of many little uh, dictators and all kinds of narcissistic, and we feed them with this sick culture, and it makes them worse and more inflamed. And that's what I'm seeing in every little community and group. It's a it's a heart issue. And you could call it whatever you want to call it. But until that gets dealt with, none of this stuff, these little groups will not stay cohesive because you got a problem. And it's it's the thing that nobody wants to deal with. It's the elephant in the room. We all want to think everybody will just be good. We we're on an honor system, huh? Oh, really? This is why America is is a shithole right now. Every city, and I said it, well, it's a shithole. 
So, you go to Chicago, you go to New York. What are they? And then well, how are we going to clean that up? How I are think we this was demonstrated in 2000 meals. I mean, to be honest, you know, I mean, we saw people just doing the most nefarious things, right? Mm -hmm. With the vote. I mean, and the, the thing that worries me is not just all, not only what you're saying, Jen, but also the fact that it's in a sense, it's a crisis with authenticity. Okay. Of, mm -hmm. of doing and saying in alignment. Okay. So do not tell me that we only lost the vote because of the mules. When we know damn well, it's been admitted over and over again, that there was a safe house in Germany yep. where Gina Haskell, the head of the CIA was there. There was a shootout over the Dominion servers and there was a Vatican satellite that helped the Chinese to steal the vote. In other words, those things have now just been swept under the rug by the White Hats. Nobody's talking about it. I think I am the only one that I can think of that's talking about this. And I don't understand it. And to me, that's inauthentic. Okay, we know these things to be real. And people like to pretend that, okay, so follow the leader because they've been told, um, don't look at that, that you're not supposed to look at something and you're not supposed to talk about it. And I just, I mean, it's not just CNN or just, you know, ABC, MSNBC, so and so. In even in the alternative, I see that there is a kind of like copycat syndrome and like don't look at something because you've been told not to and in this MAGA movement you know just follow along you know trust the plan shut the fuck up and go sit down you know um sorry i'm not doing that i don't care who it is i'm i don't even i wouldn't even do that for god you know himself i mean I, that is not why i'm here so i'm not going to do that okay so don't even think you're going to ask me to do that um but everyone else is scared shitless. It's a go along, get along, shut the fuck up society. And the masks were a perfect indication mm -hmm. that people fell so in love with those things that some of them are still wearing them now. And just, again, blows my mind. It's like the world, it probably always was an insane asylum, but <laughs> now it's like obvious, right? Yeah. It's Very in good. your face, obvious. Wow. And I say this and this and this, there's a through line and most, and these people just, they, they look at me blankly. They say nothing. What's their response? Nothing. They have nothing to say because they're scared. They're scared. So fear is, is real high on that list as well. I can sympathize with that, you know, people have things to, you know, they could lose, but, you know, it could be the best thing that ever happened to them. Sorry to say, I mean, you know, you never know. Well, and I wonder, because some of it is just so obvious, it's like, how much of this is mind control, number one. Yeah. Um, and you have, and you may want to share about the guy that you were talking to earlier, but I mean, how many patents are there on mind control since like 40, 50s, you know, and so on. So maybe they just literally are so susceptible 
to whatever the energies are that they literally cannot think for themselves you know that that that's one thing um another thing is this example we brought in dr malone and um robert kennedy to louisiana where i'm li currently living uh, sometimes and we because we were having issues with all of the stuff and trying to pass some bills to make it happen and to to make people to be able to have their choices and especially kids and um we uh there was a 103 page bill that was sent to me to look over and we we even talked to the governor of florida and texas and made sure language was right and you know did like i'm not a lawyer i'm not you know legal i don't know you know i did what i could and brought in people and um did my part to make sure people sh showed up and because we weren't having the votes we we were not having the votes it was not good and and we had already voted on other things that were completely not working but when they when these guys came in um they presented all this information, really great information. And then there was a vote and we won. I say we, the people who wanted sovereignty and freedom, we actually got all, even the people who were against it before were, were okay, were like woke up and something triggered and they were like, okay, you know what? And I wanna say it was like two people who didn't turn, but every, but other people did. And then you know that the governor looked at that and basically decided, nah, I'm gonna veto this whole thing. Um, we, um, I don't, I'm not good with your voting or your representation, um, which is very defeating. You know, so much energy was put into that. Of you know, we brought in testimonies for people from all over the state who had injuries, who waited um three and four days to be heard they were never seen they were never heard they missed work they sat in hotels they were not allowed to speak you know they were willing and mm -hmm. and then the votes even show that people who were unwilling became willing to to allow people to have a choice but then one guy you know one guy comes along and says you know what i know all of you were voted in to represent people therefore this person, this person, this person, all the voters who are the state reps are supposed to rep represent a whole area of people and they're speaking for the people. Right. And they come in and vote to represent. And then this governor who was voted in is supposed to look at numbers and go, look, this is this. OK, obviously, the people have spoken and let's just go for it. And then he has the gall to go no i'm not going to represent you know, i'm not going to look at this number situation and see that it's obvious that everyone wants this i'm going to do something different so there's that where even when the people do speak up and the doctors who have spoken up and and the politicians who have spoken up there are good ones and and just the everyday um look at january 6 look at those people who have spoken up half of them are still in jail a 17 year old girl that I know is still in jail and um, and and the legal fees, you know, that they've had to deal with um, their parents. Are they, are they, these people aren't wealthy and 
Yeah. Um, tons of people, you know, in isolation for basically going to the Capitol with their baby stroller and wandering around outside. Um, yeah. But because they had something on their hotel bill that showed that they got an Airbnb during that time and now they're brought in for questioning and, you know, you yeah, know, I, I know a girl, I, a woman who that happened to, she, she was there, you know, doing. So, the, so there are order. people who completely won't stand up. Right. And are afraid and, or just want to be comfortable and like, let's not rock the boat. Someone will fix it. Trump will come. The white hats are in control, you know, all this stuff, which again, I don't personally believe that anyone's going to save us. Um, that you guys may disagree. I believe we're supposed to be the ones and I don't know how that's going to happen. People are acting and I agree with you, but I have to say nothing's happening. You know, I'm sorry. I, I mean, maybe no one wants to hear that. Okay. But just what you, your, your story, that means that the cabal is still in charge. I know that's, and that that's what man, I'm saying. It's like all these no, people. I'm not going to do it. All these people who are willing to stand up, take their time, take their energy, hours and hours and hours and weeks and weeks and weeks to fight and stand in front of the Capitol and be there at the sessions. You know, I know I know politicians who were on the phone with me at 3 a.m. for weeks, coming through and asking questions and you know on live chats and on all this stuff and rallying at multiple places to make sure people were all there there was so but, you much know that is inspiring i do want to say that i mean you know dinesh is inspiring what he did i may not i may think that 2000 mules is not it's only the beginning of the story it's not the whole story okay so i'm pushing for the rest of the story but i still honor him and and yeah. i'm so in awe well, on the, of the wonderful people Look. that are out there doing things. I mean, there is tons to be, you know, inspired by, by the people that are putting themselves on the line, which we three are also, and Laura. I mean, you know, I'm inspired. I'm inspired by my fellow humans that have, you know, laid it on the line, man, and the truckers and, you know, yeah. I mean, and what incredible and and the military behind the scenes that we don't even get to really talk to but they're out there i know they're doing stuff you know there is stuff happening i'm i i would not say there's nothing happening in that way but i think we're getting to like i don't know if it's the end of our rope i'm worried about the zombie apocalypse more than i ever did before no really because in the past i would have laughed at that said no way right but now I'm like, wow, we could really be close to something like this because the people out there that, you know, this is the other side of that story that I encounter, they, you know, I don't even go near having an argument with my neighbors or people like that because these people, I think they are just completely psycho and they, they would just as easily turn, you know, batshit zombie on me any but you know i mean you wouldn't you know i have a dog that she obeys me she's absolutely phenomenal and she loves children and is the sweetest kindest dog ever 
and never, you know, doesn't even know how to fight, let alone, you know, but she is a big German Shepherd kind of looking dog, although not quite as big as that. I have people yelling at me when they see her off a leash and just going fucking postal. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've had people threaten me and the freedom of an animal running free, not going near them, just a loving, you know, the world and just, she needs to be free. You know, mm -hmm. they don't want to see it. They do not want to see other little beings. They don't want to see freedom, you know, that they find that the biggest threat to their sort of little constructed reality. And I even think to myself, you know, what happens when, let's say we have an EBS, you know, what, let's say that we actually get something like that. I, 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 the people that I've come across, I don't know about you guys, you know, I don't know other people. I've come across people that it doesn't matter what you say. They don't want to hear it. Yeah. They just don't. Mm -hmm. I know that they think they've got 80, you know, they're getting near 80%. I would say no fucking way is that true. I don't believe those polls because everywhere I go, no one wants to even go near these subjects. They don't even want to touch it with a 10 feet pole. Now, I know there's pockets of good people that want to know and we see them online every day, you know. But what are you going to do with those people? They just don't want to know. Right. And I, that is the most, I don't know, it's sort of like, um, in some ways, the most surprising part of humanity that perhaps I never anticipated, you know? Because, I mean, I went through even college and thinking, raw revolution and, you know, change the world. And this is everyone wants to do this. And why wouldn't you? And, you know. That's just like you were saying, Jen, that's not what they want. They don't want to change the world. Mm -hmm. They want to, again, go along, get along. I mean, and I know this because of family members and, and ex-boyfriends. And, you know, these people have said to my face, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, and these are not stupid people, contrary to what everyone wants to think. They're actually not stupid people. But for some reason, you know, this, whether it's the mind control, you know, it could be like a, a, a number of, you know, could be trauma, could be all kinds of things, you know, but. Uh, I, going back and I, I, I'm going to have to get off in a minute. I know Jen wants to talk too, but I just, I think the zombie thing is already here in some ways, mm -hmm. honestly. And, you know, we discussed your piece that you helped me with this weekend i was like looking at um i had got this intuition to watch this show called lars and the real girl with ryan gosling it's about him carrying around this mannequin and i kept thinking about and it, i was watching it because of project um mannequin and i was asking carrie about project mannequin or mannequin project and um interestingly she told me um, I said, you know, where can I look some more? And she said, look up Donald Marshall, watch the dollhouse. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and then you went into explaining how they have this AI situation where they're trying to do, um, you know, the, the black goo and all the stuff to, to get people very obedient and to listen and whatever. So I don't know if I told you this, but after I got off the phone with you, I looked up Ryan Gosling, um, on purpose because of the whole Max Spears situation but um 
I got another piece. So he started a band in 2008, which is also coincidentally when Max got his memories back. And the band was actually helped started by Disney. Uh, it's only a two person band with mm -hmm. Disney's help. And also a guy named Flea and Chad, somebody who are from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, who, yeah. Who, if you look at Chad oh. next to Will Farrow, they are identical. And I didn't even know this until last week, but I was like watching American Idol and this girl came on and said Flea was her dad and my husband or Chad was her dad. And my dad, uh, my husband said, well, you mean AKA Will Farrell?" And I was like, what are you talking about? So he brings up these pictures mm -hmm. and I was like, holy crap, those are clones for sure. And so it got me on this whole rabbit trail. But um, when I look up Ryan Gosling, starts in 2008, right? Do you know, and Jen will really get this because of our background. Um, the name of his band, Jen, is called Dead Man's Bones. Really? Now, what do you think? Because when I think Dead Man's Bones, my, my mind goes to Ezekiel. And yeah. Ezekiel 37, it, and I, I, it basically says to speak to the bones, to come back alive. And then there was tendons and different things put back to the bones. And then mm -hmm. he said, now command breath from the four winds to go back into these bones in this valley of bones. Mm -hmm. And the guy blew breath, Ezekiel, who is also about the Merkaba and the UFO, because that's in the Bible, mm -hmm. um, blow into these bones. And then he blew into the bones and there came a vast army of men who are for an army, which she had just told me they're trying to make a vast army to fight the ETs, right? So <laughs> even further, um, I look up and see that there, one of their names of the song is um, Heart of a Werewolf, which the whole wolf pack thing with the Delta Force and all the super, super soldier stuff. But also another one is called My Body is a Zombie for You. Oh, wow. And they use a children's choir in the background from Flea and Chad to use these really inappropriate lyrics that one of the lyric is um, like, like lambs to the slaughter. Oh, no. Wow. So I was like, okay, 2008, Max had his bleed through. And if truly Ryan is a clone, maybe he's having some consciousness come through that he doesn't understand so i i looked up why did they call it um dead man's bones the, the album and they said it was because his love for the paranormal and uh so it's like you know interesting that he would be interested in all these subjects like zombies like I'm a zombie. My body is a zombie for you. And then like Max actually says that he is a clone. So whose consciousness does he have? I don't know, but is he a zombie? Are, are the, some of these people who aren't whatever zombies? And then, and then if they're not clones or zombies, there's just <laughs> that whole idea of the MK ultra that is actually steering everyone's direction into kind of zombie-like ideas of like, just do, do, okay, yes, I'm gonna go to the store and wear my 515 masks and my shoulder thing and my gloves. And because yeah. it's like, they don't know how to do anything else. Like, can they not think for themselves? Like, that's been my biggest thing is like, think for yourself. But 
I know, Jen, and you, both of y'all probably have lots of stuff, and I just have a few more minutes before I got another one. But speaking of that, that's powerful. Like I am, like I have a lot more, but <laughs> I know, I'm sure you do. But what's what's deep is <clears throat> I was just on a live stream with Girl Code, and she had brought to my attention this uh, this phenomenon that was born on TikTok of a man in Spain who he doesn't show his face, but he says that he's trapped in the year 2027. Had you heard about him? Yeah. Okay. So mm -hmm. I basically found out that it is a media mogul. He's uh, out of, out of Spain, out of uh, what part of Spain? I think Valencia. And he, he has been in media, international media for over 30 years. Like, you know, he's worked in some pretty heavy duty, uh, you know, like he worked for Fremantle. He was there internet, just to give you an idea. He, he's worked for uh, Mundo. Um, and he has a company called Beta, which is interesting, Beta. You think of Beta testing, Beta experimentals. So he is basically going around the city and he goes to other cities because people are, you know, engaging with him on TikTok. They're like, oh, go to Madrid, go to Barcelona. And he will go to these places. Oh, go to the big BMW uh, dealership. And he goes and I mean, nobody is around. He's he's filming as POV and there's no body and it doesn't look cheesy like, you know, that earlier virtual reality stuff it and looks like point? if there's nobody there i don't get it like so well, what happened we woke up the the narrative is this and i want carrie if you have time to get onto <laughs> this because carrie I, this is I'm one really this is in, it's but, in the TikTok arena which i know a lot because i wasn't you know plugged in my daughter kept asking me you got to get on TikTok. yeah so i finally did it but it was girl code that brought this to my attention she was talking to me and you know i spent some time with it and then i found this guy his name is javier but what it is is he his his point of view is he woke up after a coma and when he he was in the hospital so he wakes up imagine this he wakes up in the hospital in the year 2027 and this happened in 2021 so there was a direct portal from 2021 into 2027 so when he wakes up from the coma he's in 2027 and nobody is there but him sounds like a movie oh. didn't this happen in a movie probably you know it's probably like some old uh sci-fi uh it doesn't it sound uh, like i mean yeah. it sounds a little like a a, a ripoff of john Titor. You know john yeah Peter, yeah people were mentioning story, him but he yeah. was, he wasn't actually saying when he went places no one was there but he was saying that he was traveling you know time traveler and all that okay so, well so, this guy showing it from his cell phone that's what's right. about these days that we're in and it goes to what you're saying because you know i have studied some of those things like you know when you mentioned the black goo i think of uh you know hp lovecraft and cthulhu and you know I've, i i think about it on the spiritual or supernatural level as well and you know my filter 
is to see it through the biblical uh, filter. And that's how I understand it. So I look at it as spiritual stuff, which is, I mean, again, it's no, no, you know, we really don't have to argue about that kind of stuff. And that's why I love that we can all engage because you may call it that, but then I see it through the filter of the Bible and it all makes sense what you're saying. Cause I believe, yes, there's an active demonic realm, whatever you want to call it, but they're very intelligent. They, they would have ancient knowledge. You all talk about things in terms of transhumanism, tampering with DNA that goes right back to the tower of Babel. I and know. that's well, you know, I mean, it's like, I That's know what that, they've been trying that, to do from day one is like I know, they, but let me oh. say one thing just now, just because mm -hmm. I want to get this off my chest really quickly about this. I, mm -hmm. you know, I have read the Bible. Okay. I, I understand people's preoccupation with it <laughs> to some degree. Uh, it's not my thing, but I can say that, you know, these four horsemen of the apocalypse, they're doing mm -hmm. them. Okay. Yeah, they're yeah. doing them. And so we are now on famine. That's their next horse. There okay? you go. And then they're going to get death. They, but people go, oh, it's happening. But they don't realize is they're creating it. They were told they, you know, a lot of people, they don't get it. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had, you know, Leo Zagami a long time ago. He was a part of the P2 Lodge and, you know, the black magic and follows the black Pope and all this kind of stuff. The, the Illuminati who are trying to run this world use the Bible as a playbook. It's not that the Bible's true, it's that they'll make it true. Okay, that's what they'll do. So now they're working on it. They work really hard. It's like creating a play so that everyone can act in it. That's what they're doing. And everyone knows, I mean, all you have to do is look at the, you know, the keys to the famine. They're, they're doing it. They're doing it right in front of your face. They're having fires in all the processing plants. They're stopping the ships. They're stopping, you know, they're doing everything. It's all purposeful because they have to have that. And this is the thing with the White Hats as well. So if you are in a play and let's say that this, you know, what do you want to call it? A matrix, a hologram. If there's a book that the matrix is supposed to follow, it's like a script. You know, I worked in Hollywood. It's a script. So the Illuminati have a script. This is what it says happens next. They have to go make it happen. And that's how they do it. That's what. And so it's part of the, the, the narrative, if you will. And so unfortunately, you got to understand how this may affect these people that are supposed to be brave and doing wonderful, brave things but they know that the Bible says to do this. And all these people wanna follow that because they believe in it, but they want it to happen because otherwise they, you know, they think that's God. It's not God. God doesn't write books like that, okay? It's a fucking person. I don't care if it's not a Naki, it's a one, you know, an old man with a beard or whatever. It's not God, he doesn't write. Okay, yes, he writes through the person, blah, blah, blah bunch of white men sat around and, and rewrote the Bible for what it, it might have been a good book in the beginning. It's, you know, it's totally tilted now, whatever. All I'm telling you is they are now doing the, this play and the play requires the famine. 
and after that it's going to require death then you have to sit here and say are you not programmed are you able to step outside the narrative and say no i'm not having it i don't want famine in my life i don't want to watch other people have famine i don't like this storyline it's not for me all right can we have some freedom of thought here i mean you know this is what we're talking about so <laughs> i'm sorry the people that you think you're fighting are the are following the exact same playbook that you are that's it you all it was prophesied that it would playbook. happen to they, give a heads up if you believe it and you work to make it happen do you think it's going to happen sure shit's going to happen okay but can we have some humans that say stop no i don't like this version let's try a new a new dream let's try a new script let's not have this happen okay because this is not good for us it's not good for our children etc cetera, etc cetera. now you know i'm not trying to discount there's some lovely language and such, such and such and things that you you know maybe inspires your life but think about that for a minute that the Illuminati use the Bible as their playbook. Do you know what I mean by that? It means they follow it line by line, word by word, and then they enact it. That's what they do. It's, they've been doing it all along and they will continue to do it unless we stop them, okay? And go a different way. So for what it's worth, just, you know, I just want to throw that out because no one, this is, so now we're at famine. Are you going to be, you know, is that a, a, is that your playbook? Is that what you want? You want that for your fellow humans? I don't think so. Okay. I don't. Let's dream a new dream. Let's not go there. Okay. This is so old fashioned, so old school, school, et cetera, et cetera. And this is part of the problem that I see with the white hats. They're all completely devoted Christian, you know, whatever. And they believe the book and so do the Illuminati. So what do you have? Both sides following the script, letting one side, letting the script happen, the other one making it happen. Do you see how that works? We have to step outside the cage. It's a fact. And until we do, we're gonna be tied to these kinds of scenarios that were thought up millions or hundreds of years ago by a bunch of distorted people that were already part of a takeover scenario. And if it started out as a good thing, you can guarantee it's not one now. Okay, and it's full of lies and, and misrepresentations. Well, it, anything can be prophesied or given a heads up, and then they can turn around and use that against us to actually create it 100%. And also, I agree that we, this is our time to stand up. We don't have to let it happen, and that we can use our own creative powers to be the ones and not wait for all the saviors to come and stand on the Easter bunny and the white hats and Trump, but, but actually just like be our own version of taking care of ourselves, growing our own food, being prepared, uh, you know, having medical supplies. I mean, they look at it also, you know, they've got rationale. So the rationale is 
we're going to let this happen because what's going to happen as a result of that is going to be a good thing. And it might be for the people who survive. I guarantee it, it won't be for the people who don't survive <laughs> other than they'll, you know, they'll die and go to another life or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, keep it in mind. I just, you know, I don't mean to put a damper on everything, but it's very important. Independent thought world changers, new ways of doing things, new ways of thinking about things, understanding the programming on earth is just so deep. It's so, so deep. And even the people who send they're gonna do something good for us are very, very conditioned by it to totally swallow it. I got into a whole discussion about, you know, the Adam Eva story as, as Juan starts laying it down a total paternalistic hate women scenario. Oh, stupid Eve. She went and, you know, was beguiled by the snake and was so stupid and she ate the, 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 the apple, okay? What did she do though? Thank God she ate the fucking apple. I mean, come on, think about it. Otherwise we'd still be wandering around going, oh, isn't life lovely? You know, like a bunch of zombies. I mean, there is actually a sci-fi movie in which they they depicted this, like, because people, that's what they want. They think they want that, but they don't. They basically want this lay on the couch, beer drinking, idyllic view of, you know, of life. That's not idyllic. It's not fun. You don't grow. You don't do fuck all. You just vegetate. That's not a good way. And you come into a 3D reality with polarity, meaning good and evil is real. It's here. Hello. You don't think you should know about it? You prefer to have stayed dumb, deaf, dumb, and blind? But Juan will sit there and use that over and I mean, he says it over and over again. And you're just like, oh, these stupid fucking women. If it wasn't for women, the whole world would be paradise. What kind of fucking misogynist bullshit is that? You got to understand what you're being told. There's secret lies in everything. And you just have to, you started, we started this conversation earlier, Jen. Pull it apart. Pull the knots out and look at the strands. Look at the, where they lead to. Well, that's what's so cool about all of us having different perspectives and able to voice our our perspectives. Jen, I'd love to hear what you have to say. And then I got to pop off for sure. And oh my God, I love you guys so much. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, you know what? I do too. I have a yeah, live we, I have, you know, we've been going for a while. We can definitely. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. If you want okay, closing remarks, Jen, go. Oh yeah. Well, I I have found in my journey, and this is my personal testimony, I don't have an issue with patriarchy, matriarchy, I, I like balance and I believe in traditional, uh, traditional roles for both genders. I feel that it is the way that things work seamlessly and peacefully, identically. And I do believe in, in God, you know, that's, I, you know, 
I do believe that he has provided a message, a love letter for his children, and he wouldn't let some evil cabal like you know, he wouldn't let them win where the, where we wouldn't have that communication link. They would not be able to cut the entire link. They can do other things and buffet the message, but the God that is my father and Abba is so powerful and supreme that he already has the beginning from the end all worked out. So it's all going to be seamlessly um, a win for God. So these people have to play their final hand and it is like whatever they, they know that they're losing, but they're playing a hand of it's futility. So, you know, in terms of them playing out the Bible, I, they don't have, they're not supreme. So they can't play out a blueprint that was already written by the supreme, the creator of everything. So he's just letting them have enough rope to hang themselves, but we all have a choice because unfortunately this is what has happened. We have gotten so far away from what is true that we're in an age of super levels of deception so you know i i i know that for me my anchor and my truth my true north is the bible and it is proven to be true historically i've studied it for all my life i'm not just a bible thumping like i just want to believe it because uh, everybody did it i played that game too but i'm i'm different I dig. So I've studied it and read it from cover to cover. I have a Jewish stepmother who's taught me Hebrew. And, you know, I, I look at the paleo Hebrew, the Greek, the, I mean, it, it all works out. It makes sense. So they're not pushing the hand. They're playing what was already, they, they made their decision to play on the loser side. So God knew that they were going to do the things they, they did because time is not linear. So it's not like it's this, you know, he's looking at the whole parade from the whole, you know, his viewpoint is he sees the beginning and the end. You know, it's all happening at one time, if you want to say it that way. So either way, God wins. So they get that message right. God wins and whoever's with him wins as well. So that's encouragement for anybody. It's a choice. It's just a simple choice. I call it repatriation because we all have daddy issues. We've had some of us have had daddies that hurt us. They weren't there. They didn't take us to the fair. But you know, that that gets in the way of the relationship and seeing God as a patriarchy because the patriarchy in humanity has been perverted. But that's well, because to be clear. Um I have a direct relationship with God, always have since I was born. I don't need a book to come between me and God, okay? And so a bunch of men want to rewrite that book, which they, they did in the, you know, the Council of Nicaea is a truth, and you can research that, okay? So that's a fact. They rewrote it. Now, you want to believe what they rewrote, and you want to believe God wrote it, that's fine. But I, you know, be clear, I'm totally at one with God, and I have no issue with that. I know God intimately and God is always with me, but I don't need a book to tell me what to do or who I am or how to live, but other people do. All right, fine. That's your, 
I need one. Yeah, that's okay. If if I say I need one, that's my own personal thing. Yeah, so I everyone, love it. I, yeah, I know, see it. I, I hear it's that. Blueprint for life. And so that's what I believe. And, you know, I, I love that we all have a diversity of belief. So, yeah, yeah it's it. wonderful. So for me, I'm somewhere in between. Uh -huh. I love you so much. Uh, I come back from, you know, didn't start in ministry or Bible, anything, but I had an encounter at four with Jesus and I believe in Jesus. And when you say God and refer to him as a father, I actually don't think that God has a gender. I think that God is in my cells. And I, I mean, again, I, this is all just my personal whatever. And I believe I have, in Jesus too, by the way. Yeah. A Jesus, yes, I've scanned Jesus. Jesus has a thousand on scalar waves. But I think highest. Jesus would hate the Bible. As it's yeah, written. I agree. I That's think Jesus, opinion. but you know, so yeah. I think Jesus was a is a revolutionist. I don't want to say was because I think Jesus is still on board and working through all of us, and that we are supposed to do greater things than Jesus, which some people aren't doing that, and some people are trying, and you know. Um, I look at the Bible as quantum physics. I, I'm, I'm a word person, so uh, I like breaking things down like Jen did. And I kind of, I don't know if you guys who know Paul Wallace is, but kind of have the same kind of deal of ideas of what, what kind of similar to him. But, um, but again, I love you guys. I love that we're all so different. And who knows what Laura would say, you know, being here. <laughs> But I, I have a definitely have a uh, personal relationship as well, just like Carrie is saying too. Like, I don't deny God. I believe there's a God, and I believe that God is in us and in our DNA, and that we are supposed to be doing greater things. And part of those greater things for me in this world now, in this timeline, is to do whatever I think is right for me. What, what, and my right may not be your right or anybody who's watching's right. Um, because we're all so diverse and we're all little cells of God. And, you know, even as even about what you eat or drink or where you go, I mean, I'm very cautious and try to go inward on like, is this thing going to be good for me to go to this thing? Is this a person I should talk to? Is this what I should eat today? Uh, it's a part of everything that I do all the time. And I know all of you, both of you have that um, guidance, you know, inner guidance that you follow for a GPS. I call it my God positioning system. And um, so, yeah, but that's my alarm clock for my next thing. And I just adore you guys. You guys can find me at swiftfire.org. And uh, I don't know when our next one is, but I can't wait. And hopefully Laura will be back with us. And thank you, Carrie, for hosting this. And Jen, I just, oh my God, I want to hug you both so much. And <laughs> I just love when we yeah, get together. Lots of love. And, you know, it's all good. Okay. And and I, love watching. I mean, I, you know, I, of course, you guys know I love one. So, you know, but I have disagreements. So, you know, just think it's important to say. I love that we don't agree. I love that. I love that yeah, we love whatever. each other, even I mean, though we don't agree. There's zillion people out there, you know, Muslims, Christians, you know, Jewish, you name I'm it. I'm not religious at all, you know, but I, I do believe I mean, in everything God. under the sun, right? Yes. So and I just think it's so cool because like, if you watch a show like The View, it's very like four <laughs> against one kind of thing, right? 
And when we get on, we all just like freely talk. There's no like mean spirited anything. And I think we all just talk and like work out things and things come up and mm -hmm. we get to talk about it and ask questions and people get to join us and ask their questions and throw on their two cents. I love watching all the comments and I just adore everybody who always joins us and it makes, you know, we, we weren't live at first and then Carrie went on live because she said she liked the energy. Me too. I love when everyone joins us. I, it feels like a big fun time for me. So I love, I love you guys. Well, I think so it's a family, you know, yeah. and uh, I, I think all of the people watching us are part of the family. So, you know, I think it's fun. Mm -hmm. That's right. <laughs> and, and again, like it, agreement is nice, but it's not necessary to, have total agreement and you can still find areas of agreement so i think that's also with maturing as humans is knowing that we're, we're not going to agree on everything and that doesn't mean that you know you're a bad person it's or called unconditional love yeah exactly wow we've we've reached it we've achieved it wow it's possible it's possible everybody yeah and you know i mean but in the end, you know, what's bigger than God anyway, and we all agree on God. So there you go. God is love and we love each other. Yeah. Right. So go love. Kind of a deep yeah. show. <laughs> Didn't mean to go there, but whatever. All right. Hey, that's care. where we went. Let's have fun. You guys Bye, have everybody. a good night. Love you guys. All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks for watching.